Good morning. Welcome to each one this morning. It's a blessing to be gathered together again. A beautiful day. Thank you, Elijah, for those words. They were very precious. I've so far I've been just very blessed with the song service. Um, the last song, "Come, Gracious Spirit." I just pray that God's Spirit can be here with us this morning and uh, minister to each one of our hearts. Before I start, um, I'd like to sing a song. If you have your hymn books, you can turn to number 938. It kind of goes along a little bit with what I'd like to share on this morning. Number 938. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. When a darkness seems to veil his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. His oath, his covenant and blood supports me in the whelming flood when all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, clad in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. All right, before we get started, let's just pause for a short word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. Lord, thank you for beautiful day you've given to us for another lord's day that we can worship together lord and just glorify you pray that you would work in each one of our hearts work in my heart father i just i feel my need of you this morning lord and i pray that you would be able to minister 
through me with the few few words that I have. I don't feel like I have a lot, Father, but I pray that it could be a blessing to the hearers, Lord, and that we could all press towards the goal together. Just pray that you would bless each one here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, this past week, actually the past, give a little backdrop of maybe where I'm going here. Past couple weeks, we have been uh, working on a, a on a house, on our house and building, and my mind has been on, obviously, on those things. And as I was thinking about those things, I was thinking about, well, obviously, you have a foundation with a building, and you want to make sure your foundation is solid and built properly so that the, the building does not go down. And there's a lot of good parallels in that with our own spiritual foundation, our own spiritual building. And that's what I would like to look at this morning. Um, so to start out here, let's turn to 1 Corinthians uh, 3, chapter 3. And uh, just with all the busyness of life I had this past week and stuff, I felt like I hardly had enough of time for, for this opening, but I trust that you can uh, take something home from what I have to share. If you want to give it a title, you could uh, title it A Strong Foundation or A Strong Building. So 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10. And let's just read, I think, to the end of the chapter. Starting in verse 10. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seem to be wise in this world, let him become a fool, that he may be wise." For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God, for it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Therefore let no man glory in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come. All are yours, and ye are Christ, and Christ is God's. So there is a lot packed into this short scripture. And some things that I don't fully understand, and I'm not going to try to explain everything in here this morning, but I'd just like to pick out a few things in here. Um, first of all, we need to understand um, our foundation. Uh, we want a strong foundation. And in verse 11 it says, um, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So it's it's pretty simple. Our foundation needs to be Jesus Christ. 
there's many other foundations out there, but um, it can be like building on sand where uh, the wise man and the foolish man, the foolish man built upon the sand and his house went, went to ruin. Um, but we need to build upon Christ Jesus, and we need to have a strong foundation, and that foundation is Christ, and it's the only foundation that is going to last and going to endure the, the time here upon this earth. Um, for another scripture, let's turn to Acts 4. Acts 4, uh, verse 10 to 12. Be it known unto you and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So I think he's talking here about the Jews and different ones that were had rejected Christ. But that but here it's just showing that Christ is the head of the corner. And he is that solid foundation for us to build upon. You can turn now to 1 Peter chapter 2. I have a number of verses here, so we'll just be flipping around. 1 Peter 2 verse 1. Uh, Let's read down to verse 8. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby, if so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone with which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. So Jesus is that precious stone, that, that rock that we can stand on. Um, again, it says here uh, just how Jesus was pushed away. People didn't want him for there to build upon, but they didn't realize that he was that solid foundation for them to build on. And also a, a warning here, it's, it's saying here in verse 7, Unto you therefore which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And then those that do not have Christ as the corner, it's actually going to become a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. And I think we need to take heed to that, that we're careful with what materials we 
we have in our foundation, to just so we can have a strong foundation. So that's uh, kind of what I would, where I was going there with the foundation. Now I'd like to look at some aspects of how we can keep that strong. Now, not the foundation. We know the foundation is Christ, but then we, well, we have the Word of God as um, an instrument to guide us how to build our house and how to have it strong. And I just like to look at a few things. Let's go back to First Corinthians. Uh, there, at chapter three. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, down at verse 16. It says, Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. So we know God, or Jesus, is that solid rock that we can build on. He is unmoving. The thing that moves is us, where we can go wrong, and we can use wrong building material and our building can suffer ruin if we're not careful. So the first thing I'd like to look at is um, we need to be separate from the world. There needs to be some clear lines of where we're going with it. And the things that I share this morning um, are things that I need work on in my own life. And I want to take, take from this too. So we need to be separate from the world. Let's go to Luke 21. Luke 21, verse 34. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. So, um, we need to be careful. This is really what it's saying here. Just with the things of this life, we can just use, for instance, a house. We can, if we're not careful, those things can, can take away from the, from the real reason why we're here and who we're here to serve. We, they, I mean, God gives them to us to use, but they are not ours. And so that's just something that we need to keep in mind as we're here in this, in this world. Things are very attractive. Things have a way of wrapping their fingers around your heart, around my heart. And we just need to be careful with that. <clears throat> and just keep, yeah, just keep that clear line between um, the world and the kingdom of light. We can turn now to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, verse 12 to 15. Starting verse 12, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. So there's a part that we need to play in all of this, in our building. We need to deny ungodliness. It's uh, taking up of the cross and dying daily it comes into our everyday life where um, 
we can start going, we can start deviating from the path if we're not careful with just little things. And I'm not going to go into that, but we just need to be careful that we keep, that we deny ungodliness and worldly lust, and that we live soberly. And then it says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, the next point I have was we need to have, we should have the fruits of the Spirit manifest coming from our lives because of what Christ has been doing. You can turn to Galatians 5. Galatians 5, 22, verse 22 to 26. Here's the fruits of the Spirit. Familiar verses here. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh and the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another and envying one another. What I'd like to take out of this is, if we are Christ and we are walking with Him, our flesh needs to be crucified. It needs to be on the cross. And those, those things aren't easy. But that's just the outworkings of a Christian and of a Christian's life. And that's what I desire for my own life. I have failed in this, but I, that's what I desire for myself. And I'm sure you do too. <clears throat> um, next verse we could turn to is Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5, 9, verse 9 to 11. Again here about the fruits of the Spirit. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. So here, we need to be careful. It kind of spells this out, that we need to be careful with who we fellowship with, because it will rub off, rub off on us and, and uh, may take us off the straight and narrow way. The next one I have, which kind of maybe went along with the first one I have, is live a godly life. 1 Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy 6, verse 6 to 12. But godliness with contentment is great gain. We brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and unto many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in, in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. So we have, uh, it's just another reminder, we haven't brought anything into this world. And so why do we try to hang on to these things? Because in the end, it's all going to burn up. 
Let's just keep that in mind. You turn on the num- uh, Second Peter chapter three. Second Peter three, uh, verse ten to twelve. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall mount with fervent heat. Wow, I, I don't fully understand this, but it sounds like something, quite something. Um, when the uh, elements shall melt with fervent heat. But anyway, it says uh, we need to uh, keep, it says, seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be? You know, we need to always remember just the real purpose for what we're here. We're here to serve the Lord and not to build a little kingdom for ourselves. It's easy for myself to get sidetracked and just just with the things of this life. So yeah, that's um, kind of the pretty much all I had for this morning. I just wanted this to be an encouragement to each one of you just to remember... Um, just why we are here and to maintain that strong building and to build with the right materials if we're building with wood hay or stubble it's going to suffer ruin it's going to burn down so we do have we have the map we have the word of god as a guide tool to uh, direct us in the right direction and to help us with the building materials for the last verse here, I'd just like to turn to Second uh, Timothy chapter 4. It's Paul's testimony at the end of his life. Second Timothy 4, 7 to 8. And this is what I desire to say at the end of my life, and I desire for each one of you, just that we can say this, um, Chapter 4, verse 7 to 8 says, I have fought a good fight. Paul is telling this here to Timothy. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. I'll just let that with you. God bless you.